0: Welcome to the yes you can podcast a soft place to land for fit pros and aspiring entrepreneurs looking for a motivational cheerleader who's been through it all and believes your best life is about being brave and tapping into your magic. Hi, I'm Hannah Pratt, an online coach and vulnerability queen. I'm here ready to share my experiences through grief, life and finding my place on the podium to help you level up. So grab a latte and a notebook and get ready to be inspired through the yes you can podcast. Hey friends, welcome to another episode of the Yes You Can podcast. So today we are talking about class numbers. This is a pretty specific episode for my instructors, studio owners, anybody who's in the fitness or wellness space who basically has classes where they are expecting clients or riders to show up for. And... Part of the inspiration for this episode was some of the fluctuation in my own numbers in the last few months. Now, I teach this inside Instructor Magic. We talk about wait lists, and while I am a big fan of you know any class really, like I love what I do, there is something about knowing how to bolster your numbers when they are low that just feels really empowering. So that if you do have a few you know lesser attended classes you know how to get back on track. And that's really what this episode is about. So if you are struggling with your numbers right now, please know that this is not, like, I don't want you to feel badly at all about that because we've all been there. And this episode is really to help those who are putting a lot of pressure on themselves to have wait lists every single class, because that's just not possible. Even though I teach this, even though I teach you how to do this, it's just not going to be possible to have consistently waitlisted classes for anybody because of the stuff that we're talking about today. So I just wanted to get that out of the way. Secondly, the next round of Instructor Magic opens um, in two weeks' time. So depending on when you're listening to this, this may or may not be true. (laughs) But if you're listening to this right now, in April of 2023, two weeks' time, Instructor Magic is going to open. Now, there is always a deal that goes out to people who are on the waitlist, the people who have who've signed up, put their name and their email forward to be the first to know. So if you are interested in the stuff we're talking about today, which is getting really specific about data, really specific about the things you can do and strategies to build your following, build your community, build your numbers, I would highly encourage you to at least get on the wait list because you'll get that deal. You get that opportunity to join early. You'll get the first access to my free masterclass that will happen and some other bonuses. So there's really no downside to joining a wait list, to be honest. There's no commitment besides putting your name and email. Of course, I would love to see you inside the actual program because I know how helpful it can be, but there's no commitment. So put your name and email forward. The link is in the show notes. Let's get into class numbers. Okay, so third thing, I guess, just to preface this conversation, I, if you've just come to my community, hi, hello, hello. I am a spin instructor and have been for the last five years. I've also been a part of training groups, led training groups. I've had more than 250 instructors join in, join Instructor Magic from around the world. I've coached studio owners and I have a background in marketing. I'm also the director of marketing at Wheelhouse. So I'm coming to this conversation about numbers with a shit ton, a shit ton of experience and information about metric tracking specifically. So this isn't just based on... You know my observations, this is based on a lot of real world experience. My first job also in the fitness industry was actually being a fitness consultant, a membership consultant, a person who sold memberships in the gym. So I knew exactly what I needed to book per day for tours, how many leads I needed to get, how many phone calls I needed to make. All of those numbers were so specific to help me know how those can convert into membership sales. Now, the same thing goes for classes and people actually coming to your studio. Because in that job, I was taught about the fluctuation of the seasons and my goals would actually change month on month. So these goals were given to me by a corporate entity. The place I worked for, they would give us exactly how many memberships we needed to sell per month. Now, those were not the same every single month because fitness, just like any other industry has seasonality stuff that comes up. So let's get into the top 10 things that I have identified because I'm kind of getting ahead of myself as I tend to do in this conversation. And the first thing that I'm going to say that can affect your class numbers is the season, the time of the year. So January, February, March are the hands down busiest time in a studio, whether you're in a boutique fitness studio, whether you're in a gym, Wherever you are, people are focused on fitness in January. This comes because of New Year's resolutions, because of the holidays, because of people wanting to get back into a routine after getting out of their routine, after, you know, often having more celebrations, more family gatherings, feeling like they want to focus on their health again, start the new year off right. Honestly, and like because I worked on commission, January was my favorite month. It was just my favorite month because I get people who are willing to invest in their fitness and health journeys. And were are excited to join the gym. And so for me, I loved January. And as a fitness instructor, I've noticed that that's the same thing holds true. Same thing with marketing wheelhouse and being on the marketing team. I see an increase of people coming to the gym, coming to the studio in January, February, March. Now, as soon as we get into the warmer weather, that changes, right? People are like, oh, okay, like I've done my 90 day challenge, I've done my 30 day challenge. Now it's springtime, school season is ramping up. If I have kids, J- like June is going to be wild getting everybody sort of like finished off the year. And then July and August are going to be your slowest months. Now, this might be a little different depending on where you live in the world. I live in Canada. We have very cold seasons and then very hot seasons. And in July and August in Winnipeg, people are just like, see ya. We're going to the cabin. We're going to the beach. And our numbers are definitely lower across the board. So top one thing that's going to change your and then like, as we end fall and September, October, people start getting back into their routines again. But September is really busy with school stuff, sports starting back up. October is usually busy. November is very busy for both membership sales. People coming to the gym, they want to get in their fitness before the holidays. And then December is like a crapshoot and you honestly have no idea what's going to happen. So that is a full year. Seasonality will affect your classes, your class numbers. It's one of the, the biggest factors, but it is a long term. It's more like seasons, like quarters versus day to day. Number two, going off of this a little bit, is weather. Weather is one of the biggest factors that will affect your class numbers. We just had, we just had a snowstorm in April in Winnipeg. Now I had a beautiful class theme planned. I was so excited about this theme. It was like, it was a 60 minute warrior ride. It was waitlisted. The day of every class in our studio dropped significantly with numbers. Mine didn't drop as much, which I was still happy about, but it went from 37 with a waitlist to around 24. Um, which was like still a significant amount of empty bikes. Right. And that was because people just canceled plans. They just canceled plans. Now, the same thing could happen if it was all of a sudden a beautiful day and everybody wanted to spend their time outside. Again, we live in I live in Canada, so that's just going to happen. People will rather do that. Or if it's kind of a rainy day, they might come to the studio because there's nothing else to do. So weather is one of those short term things that you can really not plan for that can affect your class numbers. Number three, class time. Your class time. So this is one of those things that is is more focused on instructors. If you have, if you're newer, you're often not given the pick of the litter for your class schedule. Unless you're joining a like, unless you're opening a studio with somebody and you are coming with an established following, and you're coming from another studio, you might be given more of a prominent class time. Now, class times like. As somebody who now leads during the day, I, my mind has shifted a little bit about this because I love my daytime rides. I love the entrepreneurs, the shift workers, the students who come. And so I, I love them. I like tra- I transparently love my daytime rides. I love my riders. But they are not usually the fullest rides. There's just less people who have that flexibility to come at 9.30 than who can come at 6.45 or who could come on the weekend, right? So my expectations of my 930 rides aren't usually that they're going to be the fullest ever. um, And that's okay. That's totally fine. But I'm just aware that that class time affects my numbers. If you have a 645 or a 530 or a 6 a.m., those can be really popular sometimes depending on where you live, depending if you're in like a business sort of center or if you're in the suburbs, um, you can like that, that will change. Right. Its context is everything. 1130 Sundays, that is a ride that's very, very full for me. And it just happens to be that one that works for for my schedule and apparently works for everybody else's schedule, which is amazing. So everybody can come to those. So your class time will definitely affect your numbers. If your class number five or sorry, number four, if your class is before or after a popular theme or instructor, this will usually affect your class numbers. Now, this is kind of a hard one because there's this thing that happens within studios that is like we're all part of a team, but there is a little bit of like, uh, like when you, when you are trying to make your time, your class the best ever and you're before or after somebody else who's your friend and who has another great class, it can be hard because there's like this, there's this competition that is placed just by virtue of you being bef- like right next to each other, right? Like you don't want to compete with your teammate, but It sort of happens a little bit because not every rider is going to do a double and come to both classes, and that's fine, but it can definitely affect your class numbers. An example of this is like one of my best friends is Julia, who's absolutely amazing at Wheelhouse. She's a motivator, and she was given the class time, and this is like, I'm going to talk about what you can do, so just, you know, hear me out for these 10, and then we're going to talk about what you can control. She was given the 8 p.m. on Tuesday slot when Wheelhouse first opened, and that wasn't one that we thought was going to be like the, the most full time. It, like it's an 8 p.m. ride. Those are usually a little bit harder. Back to that class time. We can write your numbers. And she did Hip Hop Tuesday, which is still to this day one of the most popular themes at Wheelhouse, one of the most popular rides at Wheelhouse. So it was originally at 8 p.m. on Tuesdays and I was at 645. And believe it or not, um, the 645 ride was harder to fill than the 8 p.m. because Hip Hop Tuesday was such a successful theme that it was really hard for me to um, just like continuously fill that class. What I did, and again, we're going to talk about what you can do, what's in your control, was make sure I had great themes too, great co-leads. But it it was like before Hip Hop Tuesday, which was sort of the main event of that Tuesday day. And it just made it harder. It just made it harder. So number four, if your class is before or after a popular theme or a popular instructor, there's going to be a bit of challenge to fill your rides. That is just the way it is. If there's a new instructor at your studio, number five. So often when there is a new instructor who joins the podium for the first time, who joins the schedule, there is it's like a new kid coming to school, right? Everybody's so excited. Everybody wants to support them. And that's amazing. And I, I, I love it so much when we have a new moat during the schedule. But it's still going to be a bit of a disruption to people's normal, um, regularly scheduled rides because usually riders who are consistently coming to the studio will have a certain schedule or have a certain, like they'll just come to, they'll just go to the rides that they love and the motivators that they love. Once there's somebody new who sort of switches up the mix a little bit, it might pull people into their classes. And again, if somebody's making a choice of which ride they're going to do that day, They might go to that person's um, both to celebrate because they're curious, to get excited. It's, again, like a new kid coming to school and everybody's sort of going to their lunch table instead of eating with you. (laughs) And again, not a bad thing, but it is just something that will affect your numbers. Next one, uh, number seven, sorry, number six, (laughs) I was like ahead of myself. If there is a holiday, so a great example of something that just happened Two Fridays ago, I had probably the lowest numbers I have had in the last six months. It was spring break and I had 13 people in my Friday ride. And that is really, really low for me. I think I actually had two more join in the end. So there's 15 still. That's probably the lowest numbers I've personally seen. I have really I have a wonderful schedule and I don't have really hard time slots to fill. And I've been established at my studio for a long time. And so I have a great, I have a great community, great following. And I was like, what the actual age is going on here? And I was like, well, what, whatever, like, we're just going to roll with it. I'm going to take this as the exception to the rule and expect that next week is going to be different. Well, I forgot that this Friday was Good Friday. So this was, I'm recording this on uh, the, the day after Good Friday. And good my, my wait list for yesterday's ride which was at a slightly different time, is so at 1015 instead of noon, was 16 people waitlisted at one point. 16, 17, 18 people who wanted to get into the an already full ride at a 1015 time slot on a Friday. So now this is super obvious, like speaking it aloud, but if you have a holiday, if you are um if it if there's any sort of holiday, if there's spring break or Good Friday or Halloween or Anything, your numbers are going to fluctuate as a result. And so, as you look at your calendar, look at what you can do to anticipate this, to build in themes, to do different things. And again, we're going to get into the what you can do. So, just hold tight. Next one, number seven, if there is a major concert or event happening in your city, this is funny when you don't know about that event or concert and you're like, I'm not a fan of this country artist, but apparently, everybody is gone on a Wednesday. Like, what's happening? And you realize that there's a like a major sporting event or there's a bomber. Like we have uh, the football team called the Bombers or there's a Jets game or there's something that's like they're in the finals. And all of a sudden that your your numbers dip slightly. That's going to happen. It's one of those things that you cannot control, um, but you can anticipate. The next one. And these are these are my favorites because these are ones we're getting more into the what you can control section of this podcast. So number eight, whether you have a theme. Themes are so powerful. And before I get ahead of myself, they're the things that can change somebody's mind to attending your class versus somebody else's. They can fill a time slot, like the example I gave with Julia for 8 p.m. Hip Hop Tuesday or Rise and Rap Sunday or any other time slot that is, you're trying to build excitement around. They're amazing. They're magic. Number nine, whether you're co leading with somebody else. So, co lead is what we call it at Wheelhouse. So, that means another person is on the podium with us. Um, You can call it a team teach, whatever instructor, collab. Basically, you have two people teaching the class. This is obviously super exciting for riders. They get to see us interact with each other. They get to get two for the price of one, essentially. It feels like an event, it feels different. It doesn't happen every day. So, team teaches, co-lead, collabs, whatever, are, are amazing. And so that can affect your numbers. It will absolutely affect your numbers in a positive sense. And finally, number 10, month of the year. This kind of goes back to the weather and the seasonality. But month of the year is like if you have a challenge happening in your studio, if there's some sort of promotion, if you have a month-long challenge or a week-long challenge, it it's gonna be both seasonality and also what's happening in your studio in terms of what I'm saying with month of the year. So is there something specific happening um, that can affect your numbers? It's great when studios support instructors. And if you are a studio and you are looking for numbers, if you're looking for client attraction or retention, challenges and building in events that can that can engage and retain your clients is an absolutely smart business move and not only benefits you in terms of your numbers, but also benefits your riders and clients because it gives them something to focus on. It challenges them. It brings people who've been at your studio already back and feels like you're sort of serving and supporting their community while also increasing your business, which is amazing. Now let's talk about defining these as things you can control and can't control. So The ones that are out of your control as an instructor are going to be, if there's something happening at your studio, so let's work backwards. If there is not a challenge happening and there's challenges happening at every other studio, that's going to be harder to to sort of, it's going to be more on you than than your studio supporting you with these challenges or marketing campaigns or anything else. Um, It's But it's kind of a bit of both. If you know that there is nothing happening and it's July or August, you can build in things. That are like the themes, the co-leads. You can start to engage and really focus on your community, and that's kind of going to be the essence of what I'm saying here. Is there's like with every challenge, there's going to be a bit of an opportunity. Um, But you can you can do things if you know that it's happening. Months, challenges, seasonality—those are the the main ones that you can control. Um, Other ones that you can control are going to be if your class is before or after a popular theme or instructor. Now. Like, you can't control that that that's what's happened, but you can control the fact that you can respond to that accordingly, like I did with my 645 trying to build it up so that it was um, just as popular. Or even with Hip Hop Tuesday, I would have themes that were not hip hop related so that the riders could come to a pop class, for instance, come to like a Taylor Swift ride, come to an EDM ride. So it would serve the people who weren't maybe drawn in Hip Hop Tuesday into my classes. Now, class time, again, not something you can control, but you can control how you respond to it. Weather is going to be the one that is a little bit more challenging and really out of your control. And so if you've had classes that have dipped for whatever reason and you've noticed that there's been like shitty weather, inclement weather, it's been slippery or something, just like release that pressure on yourself. Realize that it's not about you. There's a lot of ones in this list that aren't about you at all, but especially when something happens in the world that is completely like, it's a one-off. None of, like, that's nothing to say about you. And really, none of these are actually. Um, So please don't feel badly about any of these, but especially when weather hits, just forget about it and move on to the next week. Now, if there's a new instructor at your studio, again, not something you can control. Um, You can control how you respond to it. A holiday. These are all sort of things that are happening that you are that that you're not creating for yourself. Now, the things that you can control are themes. So creating a theme, a one off or recurring one. Um, usually I recommend that you make recurring ones that have already been proven. So if you have a great theme that really resonated, do you have enough in the bank to make that a recurring theme? For example, hip hop Tuesday or Rise and Rap. Those are genre themes. So it's a lot easier to make it recurring because you're not, it's not like you're doing like Beyonce Tuesdays, right? Like there's gonna be a limit to how many songs she has and how many songs that you can put into a class. But if you do Beyonce versus and have that be a recurring theme for a month, you can have Beyonce versus another artist, for example. So the themes are things that you can control. And I teach all of this inside Instructor Magic, by the way, figuring out how to build your following and build themes into your schedule so that you can anticipate and sort of work with what you've been given, what factors are out of, outside of your control. But another one is also creating those co-leads, creating those team teachers, those collaborations um, to work with another instructor to build up a time slot that might be underperforming. This does two things. Number one, it creates an event on the schedule. So people are going to be more likely drawn to that time slot just by virtue of seeing two names on it. And it's going to expose you to their clients and them to your clients. So you're bringing these two communities together. Now, if you have similar riders, that's a little less relevant, but there's still going to be people who are like very dedicated to one person over another. It's just the way it is. It's just the way it is. Right. And so when you bring those communities together, you're often going to see a lot of people in one room who might not usually be riding together. So it's like this beautiful energy that comes and unifies in that room. And everybody will leave being like, that was amazing. And if there's slip ups or like, you know, sometimes it's 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 weird sharing a podium with somebody. You're like, are you doing the lights? Are you doing the volume? Who's going to be getting off the bike? What choreo do you have? And when you're hearing somebody else's cues, sometimes it's not even how you would cue something, right? And you're not usually riding with them as much as their riders are even riding with them. So an example of this is, again, Julia and I co-led once uh, recently. And it was so funny because like she said something and I didn't know what she was talking about because I cue it slightly differently. And so writers see us have fun and laugh at ourselves and like enjoy. It's, it's a different energy. It's completely different. It's like, it's like seeing two of your artists do a duet on stage who don't usually sing together. It's, it's, there's something magic that happens in these moments that are a little bit more organic, a little bit more candid and not quite so scripted. So it gets you out of, your, out of the monotony of what you do. And uh, it's really fun for the riders. I'm smiling as I'm thinking about that. So whether you have a theme, that's something you can control. Co-leads, team teaches, creating an event. Another idea I love is if you have an underperforming time slot, can you collaborate with a business or maybe even local businesses and bring them all in to do samples or to gift your clients or riders goodies, like things like like kombucha sampling or something that's aligned, obviously, with your business? Have them in the foyer. Um, can you bring in an artist? Can you bring in a DJ for the studio? Um, As your instructor, you're like, I can't do that. Well, I have DJ friends that I bring in to live DJ my rides. I just ask them. It's just asking the question, is this possible to do? Things you can control that can also long-term increase your numbers, build your community. Don't just ask people to come to your rides, support what they are doing. If you have a rider who is a coach of another modality, if they're a boxing instructor, I'm thinking of my friend Sean, we went to his boxing class recently and it was so fun to have like a wheelhouse sort of field trip where all of us went to his class. If you have yoga instructors, if you have people who are artists, go to their craft show, communicate with them outside of the studio. That's how you build community. It's not just by talking to them before and after class, which is very important, but like, Really connecting with the people you want to serve. And if you don't want to do that and you're sort of listening to this being like, I just want to teach PIN, then that's fine. But just know that there's going to be a limit, right? There's going to be a limit of how deeply you can connect with your clients and riders if you are not willing to go a little bit beyond and beyond what's happening in the 45 minutes in the room. So factors you can control, let's just review again themes, co-leads, collaboration, consistency with your coaching, cueing, voice, and presence. Oh mate, I didn't say that one. Okay. So Consistency with your queuing, voice, and presence. That's the long term one, too, with the community building. So, if you are finding that people are not coming to your rides, and my final sort of wrap up point is going to be about how to know when things are, when you should be stepping into a situation and changing your strategy versus when it should be an exception to the rule. If you are finding that your numbers are constantly dropping, and I mean week after week after week, there is going to be a bit of what is my part in this? Outside of the external factors, outside of all of the things I mentioned before, what are going to be things that you can control? Well, how you lead a class is going to be one of those things. How you develop as an instructor is going to be one of those things. How you are literally teaching what's in, in, inside your curriculum. What, is your, what do your workouts look like? Are they attainable? Are they way too aspirational and nobody's getting it? Are you confusing? Are you, is your voice not sounding great on the microphone? Is your music way too loud? Is your music not really connecting with the riders that you have in your community? Again, understanding like who they are and what they like. Being consistent with a really good effort and a really good work product is going to help you develop a long-term base of people who come to your rides and clients who come to your classes bar none. It is the single best thing you can do. And if you're not investing in your professional education as an instructor, this is your challenge to do that, whether that's in something like Instructor Magic or another workshop, another course, anything you can do to consistently be better will help you have consistent numbers. That is the truth. Now, in all of these, we talked about weather. We talked about seasons of the year, months of the year, class time, if your class is before or after a popular theme or instructor, if there's a new instructor at your studio, a holiday, a major concert, whether you have a theme, whether you're co-leading, there is going to be exceptions where you have a week like mine where there was 15 riders in a Friday class, and then I will have a 16 person waitlisted ride, literally days later. With rise and wrap, there's often, if not every single week, a waitlist. Wednesdays I'm building it back up again and there's often a waitlist for Wednesdays as well. If I found that all of my numbers were low, consistently and consistently dropping, that would signal to me that this is not a one-off thing that is going to, that's affecting my numbers. There is something deeper. Number the second half of that observation or thought process is is this happening not just to me, but to every single person in the studio. If that's the case, if everybody's numbers are low, then that is usually related to seasonality. So the July, August months, for example, or January, February months, if everybody's busy. But it could also be a studio issue where there's a, there's a studio, something that's, that's beyond sort of your capacity as an instructor, as a coach, and needs to be addressed in terms of bringing more people in, right? But if you are experiencing lower numbers and you are ex- like outside of whatever's happening with everybody else, everybody else is seeing really good success. And for some reason, it's not it's just not translating to your numbers. Or you once had really great numbers and they're dropping quite a bit. That is time to ask for feedback. That is time to step in and say, hey, I'm not sure what's going on here to review feedback from people who are coming to your classes to reach out to your mentors to reach out to your studio owners to reach out to riders to figure out what the issue is because numbers don't lie um there's just always a context and story around around the why of it and it's not about you often it's about things you can do things you can change there's rarely <laughs> there's rarely like somebody that people just don't like and for some reason that's the first thing our brain goes to like they must not like me they must hate me they must like whatever have strong feelings and often it's not that it's going to be something you can fix like volume like your voice on the microphone like they can't hear you like your choreography being too complex like something else right you have an opportunity pretty much with all of these things outside of weather months of the year and seasons that you can do. And even even those seasons, seasonality, you could plan for that. It's really just gonna be the weather, the snowstorm in April that completely, <laughs> that completely devastated my numbers. <laughs> so I hope this is really helpful to everybody. I'm gonna run through it one more time. Whether seasons of the year, month of the year, if there's a challenge or something happening at your studio, class time, if your classes before and after are a popular theme or instructor, if there's a new instructor at your studio, a holiday, if there's a major concert or event happening in the city, whether you have a theme, and if you're collating with somebody else. Once again, these are within these, you can control a lot of this. And so please know that if you are struggling, reach out to me on Instagram. Make sure that you are registered for any of my free master classes coming up. If you're inside Instructor Magic, throw something in the Facebook group. We are always so helpful to each other and supportive. You're not alone in this. You're not the first instructor to go through this and have your confidence rocked a little bit because it can be really hard to, it can be really hard. It just can be really hard, period. And my goal with this is to both release some of that pressure that you are probably putting on yourself right now if you're looking at your numbers and feeling really disappointed or feeling like, oh, I just don't know how to make this all work. Or if you just had a, a class that for some reason you, all of the numbers dropped out and you had a lot of late cancels, a lot of no-shows and you're like, what the what the, what the the H was that all about? So I hope this was helpful, friends. Please let me know if you enjoyed this episode. Once again, Instructor Magic is opening in two weeks time, lots of free masterclasses, lots of opportunities to figure out if it's for you or not. I have some really exciting things happening again for this round, which is round seven. And there's more than 250 instructors who have taken this course who love it, who are inside a community of people who support each other, even after the course is done. That's it, friends. I hope you have a great rest of your day wherever you're listening to this. And reminder, yes, you can. Thanks for listening all the way to the end of the Yes, You Can podcast. If you loved this one, I would so appreciate a rating and a review on Apple Podcasts. That lets others know that, hey, this is a good podcast and it's worthwhile to listen to. If you really loved it, make sure to share with somebody you love who could benefit from a little magic and motivation in their lives. Thanks so much, friends, and have a great day.